0: Orale. ¡Sí, señor! Oh, bienvenidos and welcome to the Familia FFB podcast. It's Thursday night, happy hour. ¿Cómo estamos, primos? Oh, it looks like we're a little stuck right now. Uh, but no, things, things are good, things are good. We got Hector Reyes in the house, Primo Nico Gutierrez in the house. ¿Cómo estamos, boys? Are we good?
1: got my drink we're this good? time we're ready to go
0: oh yeah he's got he's, he, and he's and the dodgers uh he, we got we had an early dodger game so nobody's gonna have any problems why you know what catching up with us nico how you doing baby nico how you here? doing baby nico how you doing
1: baby can you hear nico can you hear us I, hear, I see him talking um,
0: i think oh i don't think i don't know what there he we okay well hey there you go uh, there you go nico's in the house nico's in the house all right a little technical difficulties but hey hopefully you're following us on our youtube channel and that you're also following us on on twitter and instagram hector where are they finding you what the heck two t's try that with two T's, and you got me at Jorge Martin Seventeen. You follow our Familia FFB Facebook page. You got FamiliaFFB.com. <laughs> we, we've been hammering away on the, right, uh, so can on, you hear the, me? yeah, Nicole. We, we can, can hear, hear you now. Uh, wait, wait. Can you hear us? hear us? We're having the technical difficulties. Please stand by.
1: <phone rings> got, the, got the test tone
2: there. Right, I can hear you now. Can
1: you hear me? Yeah.
0: Cyrus, yeah, we can hear you now.
2: I got an echo going
0: though. On one second. Oh, okay. So we got. Uh, yeah, we've been having our beat writer series, and everything's been going great on that one. The you know, in the last few days, we had the Chargers a great, a uh, great episode with the compas on the beat, uh, Fernando Ramirez and Gilbert Manzano. Monsan- Gracias compas for uh, joining us. And also Zach Kiefer joining us from the athletic all the way from Indianapolis. So we're not just, uh, we're not just concentrating on the West coast and uh, tomorrow we're going to have a special one. The Raiders, Vinnie Bonsignore doing a return engagement, Uh, our Las Vegas review journal, and also the head of Raider nation radio. So it's going to be awesome noontime. So make sure you're checking it out. Uh, A little lunchtime Raider talk. But uh, you know, one of the things, guys, primos, that has been that was kind of cool. I I learned something about myself a little bit, uh, just which is what intros- introspection. <laughs> uh, and it came right. because of the compas on the beat. Mm-hmm. They have been very, very, uh, ad- you know, very, very open and honest. Things that they uh, so many things, but they've also been open and honest about things they don't like things that are traditionally Mexican that they don't like. One of them offered up that he doesn't like that he doesn't like to drink. And I'm like, oh I think that's kind (laughs) of I think that's almost kind of negative to say that Mexicans like to drink too much. So I've like, I was like, I don't think that's a bad thing that you don't like to drink. Hey we you know we enjoy a
1: drink every once in a while cocktails, etc. You know some
0: Little chela, cerveza, you know. Yeah, doing it responsibly. Doing it responsibly, you know. Of, of course, of course. And the other one admitted that he, uh, Gilbert, who's also a fellow uh, CSUN grad, he admitted that he doesn't like. Adores. Uh, yeah, he doesn't <laughs> like avocados. He doesn't like avocados. He doesn't like guacamole and. Actually, okay. one of the things that they said was that people gave more people gave Gilbert a hard time for not liking, liking avocados than they did for uh, Fernando for not liking to drink. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, primos, I'm gonna divulge right now. There is one very, very popular traditional Mexican thing that I just I can't I can't do it. I I don't I think it's been a, more than thirty years since I've tried since i tried it because I just don't what. Like it. It's menudo, and that is what menudo primos. <laughs> Are you? Gonna, I, I, am I? Am I still in La Familia?
1: No, no, you're. you Hey, man, I'm right there with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, once you once you have an understanding of biology, <laughs> you know where <laughs> where certain where certain pieces and parts come from. You know, you you know, you. Uh, I'm right there with you, man. I, I'm not a. You know, I, I I'm not a fan of menudo as much as. You know, it helps with the crudo the next morning, you know, you you had too much to drink. And, you know, that's the uh, that's the traditional uh, savior for hangovers. But I'm right there with you. Although one thing I will say is that my 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 memories as a child of having menudo was going to Abuelita's house right there in on Carl Street. And Mm -hmm. she would and Abuelita would make the fresh flour tortillas to have together with the menudo. Um, now I, I would have a little bit of menudo. My mom would serve me some, whatever. I would kind of, you know, whatever. But I was there more for the tortillas. And my mom still, to this day, my mom makes those tortillas, the flour tortillas, man. They're, that's the best. That is the best. But I, I'm right there with you, menudo. We're talking about, you know, physiology and biology and, and body parts. You know, I remember going into a a, a carniceria. I, I can't remember when it was, and it was just maybe not that long ago, but. When you have, like, you know, the, the meats there, and it's packaged in the styrofoam with the plastic on top, and there's chicken feet, like, just sitting there, like, the, in plastic, and it's just like, whoa, I I can't do it. I You know, traditionally, you know, you see, like, you know, patas, and, you know, pig's feet, and the pozole, and all that stuff, like, I can't do that, man, and, you know, I, I, I'm right there with you. So there's certain, certain animal parts, you know, sesos, and cabeza, and, you know... Anything stomach lining, tripas, can't do it. Heads and brains and noses and chicken feet, I can't do it. I'm right there with you, man.
0: <laughs> you know what? You know what's funny? Uh, you know, back uh, back when I was, you know, a kid, uh, when my Pop would go out with with some some of his friends, he would always come back with tacos de cabeza, yeah. Sesos. And and uh and I'd be like, you know, it's like 10 o'clock at night or something like that. And he, and he's like, Oh, you gotta try one. I'm like, I try it was so good. Was right, so good. Before you knew what it was. <laughs> yeah, then a few years later I realized what it was. I'm like, I can't do it. And I see them on the taco truck sometimes, and I'm like, just, yeah, just yeah. can't do it. I'm right just with you,
2: man. I've cow burrito. burrito. that's always good, yeah. oh, <laughs> Mad <yeah>. cow <Cal> burrito.
1: <laughs> It sounds like it's like, like a taco truck. It's the, the Mad Cow. Like that sounds like an
0: awesome name until you realize. Wait a minute, Nico, a Nico. how about you?
2: Oh, okay. It was funny. Um, I thought about it, but what don't I like that's Mexican? Well, besides you, George. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, I uh, El Fajo. Remember that the belt? I didn't like the belt. Uh,
0: <laughs> who, who did didn't like the belt? Oh, well,
2: yeah.
1: Um, yeah, right. That's all that's automatic. It's punishment. I mean, who, you know, that's you know, you did something wrong, you get the fajo, And you, you everyone knew what that was. Once you know you got in the fajo,
2: that was, you know, we're headed for the on, head for the hills. There's some girls <laughs> on Hollywood Boulevard,
0: they liked El Fajo, you know. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Adios, Meal. That's a different broadcast. That's for later at night. <laughs>
2: 10 p.m. podcast, right?
1: That's the late podcast.
2: No, but we were talking about food. So nopales, I never got that. The cactus is like I just don't get it, man. It just it tastes like it looks. It's just not flavor. It's, not it's in the desert. It's like somebody threw that away and put it, let it grow.
1: Well you grew up in the desert, so I can see how you have like a kind of like a you know, uh you have a bias against cactuses, you know, growing up in you know the Antelope Valley out there by the desert. I remember your at the end of your at the end of your blog was at Sandcroft. The end of yeah. the vlog was just like sand <laughs> it was like any you're on a cul-de-sac and there's this desert there
2: after that's crazy yeah. back
1: in the days <laughs> uh, the, it's Joshua and King cactuses it. yeah
2: but I, um, and then also the, the candy the Mexican candy I just like you know what was it the crushed wheat with the sugar in it was a little rose one on it I oh the masa you like the masa
1: yeah. oh, like uh, dude George, what's your opinion of masapan? That's one of the one of the all time great candies, man. It's like that was buttery.
0: It's that was addictive. It was yeah, the masapan,
1: and yeah, and it was always like it was always a challenge. Like okay, you get the masapan, and you're like, you have to unwrap it like without breaking it, because that's like (laughs) challenge number one. Like if you if you can do that, like you're like you know you can be on the bomb squad, like you know dismantling bombs and stuff. Because usually when you broke that thing, you know you're, you're unwrapping it, it'll crack in half and. But, yeah, it was a challenge to get it open with, without breaking it. And once you did that, you're a happy camper. And then it tasted awesome anyway. So there's
0: yeah. that. Hey, um, you know, one of the things, uh, the masa pan, the other thing about the masa pan make sure you're not wearing black pants when you're opening it.
1: Oh, yeah. The crumbs so. everywhere. <laughs> and you're wiping yeah. it on your shirt. And, yeah. It's...
2: If I could if I add one more thing, I remember uh, my dad and all the uncles and playing dominoes, right? And they're all yep. like in Miller High Life. Like, hey, mijo, mijo, come and taste this. And I'm like thinking, oh, man, grape juice. How old were you? Seven years old. Like, <laughs> I, mean, you know, I, was, I was tasting, I, you know, I was bored. So, you know, I was, of course, I want to try it, right? But Miller High Life was just, that's the bad introduction. That's a light, light beer. And it just tasted like everything was... It's like a a, a drink that they, they took everything out except for some of the worst bitter taste of it. And I, <laughs> I, I yeah, what but I you wanted. said it also,
1: so you're you're biased. You know, you're you used to drinking Hawaiian punch and yeah, you know, orange so, crush, you know. So you know, your palate was not quite as refined as uh, as it is today. So, so
2: I said I'm, I'm never drinking till
0: till I turn sixteen. <laughs> so I turned
1: sixteen, exactly. And you stuck to it.
2: Good for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, hey, uh, okay, so we got we got through that. We've admitted, we've opened that, we've opened up. We've uh, you know, <laughs> helped out the audience to learn to learn about us a oh, little man, bit. A there you go. Of, okay. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> a whole list of uh, yeah, we got grievances. We got <laughs> plenty of <laughs> grievances. There, there, you, go. there I, you go. There you go. What I
2: love, it's Mexican. I got pages and pages. You know, it's all yes. lots of pride, love.
0: pride. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> oh man. Well, hey boys, let's get into some cheese, man. He's So, hey, Julio. So, you know, we got to be we got to join everybody else because everybody's doing it. Julio Jones got traded to the Titans for a number two pick in 2022. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, the one thing they are, they going to throw more. I know. I know. If Ricky were here, he'd be like, "No, I hate this offense. I hate this offense. Why did Why did Julio Ricky's Jones biased. go there?" I don't. I don't.
1: I don't get why he's so against the Titans' offense and Tannehill. I. I just. I don't get it. You know. I, I, you know. Another weapon that they have there, Julio Jones. You know, to compliment AJ Brown. I. You know, that's only going to open things up. You know, and, and you also have Derrick Henry, the guy that ran for the most yards last year. So yeah, uh, I, I don't. He's I don't see good. how Let's this talk is about going. him in a second. <laughs> This can only yeah. This can only this can only be a good thing. I don't. I don't. I don't. And again, you're right. Ricky would be like, oh, this is this. This doesn't do anything. I'm not. You know, Julio Jones is nobody now. Like, I don't get it. Ricky would be poo-pooing this team. But I'm excited. I think this is going to open things up. Yeah, in in bigger ways for the Titans' office, And this is this is big for them.
0: Yeah, and you know their defense did not upgrade that much. I mean, they they got some help in the secondary, but they were one of the worst teams. In fact, I think they were they had the least amount of sacks last year, and all of a sudden they and I don't think they didn't really add any significant pass rushers. So you know I think they're still going to need be in some shootouts. And and again, yeah, if they can outscore.
1: You know that's, mm-hmm. sometimes that's all it is. Sometimes if you can just outscore your your opponents and just just win that way. You know if your defense isn't all that great. Outscore your outscore your opponents and you get the ball to Derrick Henry a bunch of times and and then if they're doing that then they, you know you have the defense on their toes you know looking for the run and then you got Julio Jones and AJ Brown so it's, it's looking good it's that that defense is going to have a tough time with the Titans
2: next year well, well, hey, yeah he just needs to run I mean he's that guy like you know if you put the Put the pole in the spokes. Don't let the car get started. Don't let the bike go. Because once he gets started, that's when he goes. Right. Going
1: downhill. Yeah. He's like a bowling ball. He's
2: yeah. There, they, were was a big bowling ball. Down. they were holding him up right away. And then at the end of the yeah. season, I think everyone just got tired. And they couldn't. You get yeah. him two, three feet in front of you, you're done. It's like, yeah. yeah. There's and no they way. Can't-
0: yeah, they can't stack the box because they have to respect Julio Jones and AJ yeah, Brown on both absolutely. sides. I mean, this is mm-hmm. this is a great wide receiver tandem, and I mean, they're, yes, they're fantastic. And so, I, th- I think what it, I think what this does do it pretty much eliminates from be even being draftable guys like Josh Reynolds and Anthony or for Tennessee. I just oh no, I don't no see, way. I, I think yeah, I really think. Is- very funneled very funneled to those yeah this, a, this is
1: a one-two punch pretty much pretty much every game this is a one-two punch and yeah you know I, I mean it, it, the, you know the Tannehill's progressions is going to be you know one, one or the other one or the other one or the other and it'll be a rare occasion that you know he's going to need to go to a third option in that offense. Yeah. office so. and then Derek Henry may be catching balls too so there's even that even more so to your point Reynolds and Ferkser I don't see them, you know, ending up on anybody's fantasy roster this year, unless you're like, you know, super deep
0: league.
2: Do you guys know on tight end who they have
0: or? I mean, Ferkser? their tight end, so okay. they, yeah, he's. I think it's going to be. I, I think they're going to be running a lot with, uh, with Henry, and we'll talk about that in a second. So we'll yeah. we'll, we'll get into that one. But on the Atlanta yeah. side, how much are how much ex, how excited are you about Calvin Ridley? In oh, fact, huge
1: I, and Pitts. You know, and, talking about mm-hmm. one-two punches, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, man, that's. That's going to be fantastic to watch. I, I can't wait. I, I can't wait for that. Matty Ice, you know, he's you know talking about shootouts. You know, Atlanta Falcons is synonymous with shootouts. So, you know, you know they're, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, which they do a lot. You know, consistently year over year over year, they throw a lot. In case you haven't been paying attention, Atlanta throws a lot. So, a I can't wait to see Ridley. Ridley, where do you see Ridley coming off the board, George? I, I mean, this this his stock goes up big time with Jones being gone. Calvin Ridley shoots up the draft boards, right?
0: I think he comes off by the early second round at the latest. Yeah, at the latest. Yeah. At the latest. Exactly. Maybe maybe late first round. Yeah. He been, he
1: may end up he may end up being, you know, you know, even like a top five wide receiver next year. I, I have I have high expectations for Ridley, man. He's gonna be huge next year. I'm excited. Oh, I
0: think I think he's got n he's got a possibility for even being the wide receiver one, maybe even top yeah. two or three. He he has just got so much goodness ahead of him. Yeah. And so it, I, I, <laughs> the, the thing about Kyle Pitts, though, how much higher is the hype going to get with him? And I, I just hope it, it doesn't get high like like Clyde edwards solaire or Elide, and and it ends up uh, letting well, the thing him get
1: about C, down. Thing about him was that he was the bell cow, so all the pressure was on him. The cool thing about Kyle Pitts is he gets to kind of take a breath because he's the, you know technically the second option. You know he's a rookie. Calvin Ridley is technically the first option, so he gets to mentor Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts can kind of be a little bit more relaxed and not feel that all the pressure is on him. CEH was like, oh, my God, like I'm the lead running running back here. I have to perform. So that's a lot of pressure. I think for, for Kyle Pitts, I think that he's in a perfect slot because being, you know, I'm not the number one guy, so pressure pressure's not on me. But he can go out there and relax and perform and put up some big numbers.
0: That, that's good. And the one thing it's like. I don't know what this does to Mike Davis. They're pretty much a running team. Any they're pretty much a passing team anyway. So right. I, don't, I don't think there's anything. But Hayden Hurst, I don't think it helps them. Russell Gage, uh, you know, he'll have some weeks here and there where he, he vultures a touchdown. But I just don't see it. I, I just right, go, yeah, like you through. say, they're
1: a passing team. So you know, run, run running is going to be definitely secondary. You know, so yeah, they're going to run, but it's you know, I don't think they're going to you're going to have any running backs having monster games. You know, 150 yards rushing. We're not. I don't think we're going to see that from the Falcons. Uh, you know, it's going to be, you know, wide receiver heavy. You know, TE Kyle Pitts heavy, and you know, Mike Davis will probably have some decent games here and there, but not enough to really bank on for sure.
0: And Nico, don't uh, don't think for a second that I haven't forgotten what Julio Jones gave you. you gave you your first title over me. So uh, you know, That's it's. Hard. So down the schoolyard talking about you.
2: <laughs> you. and Julio down by
0: the yard? <laughs> yeah, I mean. so We're going to jam through these because I know we want to try and get through 10 top 10 running backs. and uh, yeah. you know, Aaron Rodgers, not at meeting camp. Surprised? Anybody surprised? No. <laughs> Nico, you surprised?
2: No, I just I, – I, how do you go back to a job where, you know, you kind of told everybody they – that
0: you hate them, like, oh, I know I <laughs> right? And you know what? It's like that Seinfeld episode where George decides to quit on a Friday afternoon, and then he realizes, "What the hell did I do?" And then he just joins, comes back the next Monday. It's like, "Oh, what you thought? I was, I was kidding! I was kidding!"
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: That's a, that's a tough
1: situation. I mean, he lost his roster bonus, so I mean, things are getting real. If they haven't already been real, they're definitely real now. He's given up money to not have to deal with the, with the right. Packers, and that is. Huge. I mean, it seems like they're really button heads. They're really like don't like each other kind of thing right now. So I mean, every, I mean, I'm hearing, you know, some some talking heads out there saying, like, oh, he's just, you know, he's you know, he's playing hardball, but he'll definitely be back for the season. He's not gonna, you know, there's no way he sits out. I don't know, man. He Aaron Rodgers is, you know, we talk about the death stare. I mean, that that's not just in on the field. I think as a businessman, Aaron Rodgers continues with that dead stare, and if you're not treating him right, he will laser burn a hole with his eyeballs into your forehead. And there's no way that 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 I think that he that he you know you know meets with any demands or does anything you know anything with the Packers this year. I think this is going to be drawn out, and I really see a high possibility probability of him sitting out for sure. It's not looking good.
2: Yeah, I I. Understand. Go ahead, Nicole. I'll take MVP's holdout for
1: three (laughs) hundred. Yeah, yeah. The the Jeopardy host. Yeah, that's that's a nice that's that's nice thing to fall back on for him if if the if the football thing doesn't work out.
0: (laughs) I still I still kind of think he's going to show up. I I think I think at the end of July when they do when they do training camp, he's going to show up, and it's and he's going to. Mike Florio said it perfectly. He said he's going to show up. Like, what's the big deal? I never said I wasn't going to show up. (laughs) I don't know, man. I I think
2: it's going to be a monster trade. I mean, it'll be for another good quarterback plus something else. And on paper, uh, Packers will get a better deal. But Rodgers will come somewhere where he can actually create a possible Super Bowl run.
1: Yeah, you never know. Maybe he ends up at Denver still. Denver's still there, man. I mean, I – I don't know who, if if anyone's impressed with with, with Denver's offense right now. We, you know, if if Aaron Rodgers you know goes in there, I think things change up a little bit. So we'll see. Yeah, John Elway pulled in Peyton Manning. You know, maybe he does the same with Aaron Rodgers. Let's see what happens.
0: Well, let's, uh, there, there's plenty more to talk about with him. Uh, yep. Saints, yep. Coach, Saints coach Sean Payton said that uh, everything is so far so good with Michael Thomas's ankle during the offseason. still kind of unclear whether he really had surgery. They never said anything for sure. But, uh, <laughs> Which
1: means he had surgery, because if they ain't saying he didn't have surgery, that means he had. that means he had surgery.
0: So he's gonna. So uh, you know, one of the things a few weeks ago, I, I threw it out to Ricky. Who do you take between Michael Thomas and uh, Keenan Allen? And he was he he was uh, he didn't want to answer. <laughs> in a Which pretty, means uh, Michael uh, Thomas. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, either of you guys worried about this. I mean, it, it'll be almost you know it'll be about nine ten month you know nine months or so since the end of the season so until he. Until he's back in back at the beginning of the you know beginning of the season, he's probably not going to do a lot of stuff during preseason. So, does that you know considering it was kind of a lost season for him, anybody downgrading him?
1: I'm not. I, I think um, you know just judging by you know we're in the 21st century and you know just look at Adrian Peterson's knee. That's all I ever go back to. Is like the. the, the you know, surgeons have technology these days to do crazy things with, with, you know, with with injuries and to rehabilitate and to put people back together, like the Six Million Dollar Man, Steve Austin. Yeah. You know, back in the '70s, we used to watch that. I mean, before it was Stone Cold, yeah, I man, yeah, before Stone Cold, there was Steve Austin. Like Steve Austin is, you know, the Six Million Dollar Man. Um, but you know, there's technology now that you know. You know, runners have knee surgery, ankle surgery. It's like no big deal. Like, oh, you know, Joe Burrow, he shredded his knee. Oh, it's the big deal. He'll be back. You know, it's like it's crazy now. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. You always oh, arm fell off. Oh, they just put it back. and screw it back on together. Like no problem. It's like crazy. Deadpool. It's yeah, it's crazy <laughs> what they can do these days. Like, so yeah, if he had surgery, which he probably did. Um, he'll be fine. You know, I, I don't have any problem. You know, the guy's young. Yeah, I'm sure he'll heal quickly and nicely. And they have the best trainers, the best surgeons, the best doctors to rehab him, and he'll be fine. You know, the the, the Saints offense will be ready to go and, you know, plug and play with whoever they're going to throw back there, Winston or, uh, you know, Taysom Hill, they'll, they'll, they'll be fine. He, Michael Thomas will be fine.
2: Well, a lot, you, a lot of it's mental. I mean, these guys get hurt, but some of them just don't. And they can do it. They just don't want to do 100%. You know, whether it was painful or they're just afraid they're going to get shredded or, you know, because some of these guys see these older guys and they can't even walk. I mean, that's got to be in
1: the back of your mind. Yeah, but again, that's the older guys. That's that was like, you know, surgery, you know, back then, you know, oh. like, you know these Jeez. older guys that are, you know, they can't even you know, hardly hardly walk. You know, the guys who are walkers, these guys that played in like, you know, the 70s and 80s, you know, there, it wasn't it wasn't like that. Adrian Peterson's going to be fine. You know, for the rest of his life, he'll be great because, you know, I don't know what they did with him, but geez that he I got, I had some freaking awesome doctors to really take care of his knee man
0: and he really is this you know a bionic man i mean yeah, yeah I, don't get, man. I, I don't know if you i don't know if you guys have seen uh um uh earl campbell uh yeah, any, he can video, walk. It's, yeah he's and that's sad. that that was one of the baddest men in the world that was yeah. at that for a time he was the baddest man out there so yeah. and he's still yeah, the greatest yeah. running back i've ever seen and it's just it's sad to see it like built like uh, Derrick
1: Henry right like just like a tank right just just a monster yeah. like a beast of Derek a Derrick Henry
0: Derrick Henry just like 5'11 instead of 6'3 but uh just I mean just just a tank and he could fly he could yeah. absolutely yeah. fly so and now he uh, yeah. barely walk
1: it's just yeah it's it's crazy the big difference between surgery in the you know 70s and 80s and what it is today it's like night and day it's like they yeah. it's, it's crazy
0: Training training facilities, the things that they needed, the, yeah, the things yeah. that they had the biometrics the Astroturf, and yeah. Turf. The Astroturf, yeah, the turf. Yeah.
1: yeah. Barry Sanders, man. He's like running on like green concrete, you know? Like yep. he's like, I'm done. Like I'm out of here. I'm on us.
0: <laughs> I'm on Forget that. All right. So our last bit of cheese is Russell Wilson said he never requested a trade. Even though his agent put out there teams that he was gonna get traded, he would he would offer to get traded to. So you know, I think this is a preview of what we're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers at the end of July. I right. really think I this never, is a I never
1: said anything. I never actually yeah. said anything. That kind of thing. Well, that's it's okay. all politics, man. This is all it's politics. It's Fake news. It's not big news. news. <laughs> fake news.
0: <laughs> he, he just doesn't want to get booed by the fans, so that's the big thing. So yeah, you got to be yeah.
1: politically correct, man. It's, all, it's yeah. all politics, you know. But that comes to the territory, you know. These days, it's big. It's big money business, so. You just gotta, you know, wind your P's and Q's and make sure that your I's are dotted, T's are crossed, and let's go.
0: Oh man. Well, let's go to the top 10 running backs.
1: Let's go. All all right, all uh, right. We're getting we're getting close to the season, man. Once we start doing, you know, rankings, yeah. Uh, it's getting it's oh, getting yeah. exciting, man. It's getting exciting.
0: So we went through so uh, last week we did the quarterbacks. We did the top 10 quarterbacks uh according mm-hmm. to rank, and I and I still I still owe our fans of an article on that. So I'll be putting that out with our so what we did is we did our consensus rankings. Uh Hector and I, Ricky couldn't do those because he's uh couldn't join us today. He's gambling, right? So, is that Morongo? Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> is that Morongo or Pachanga? One, one those? Man, better hit on, nine, yeah, you better hit on he better hit on you know soft 17. If if you yeah, did. man, that's automatic. You got to. You gotta hit on a soft seventeen. Oh <laughs> got man. to. But you know, one of the things about the running backs is, I mean, you look at the top 10 lists last year, how many of them actually finished the season unscathed? And not few. many. Not Very few. many. In fact, in fact, the top 10 running backs last year, according to Fantasy Pros, the uh, Fantasy Pros point scoring, the top 10 running backs, the only ones who, scored, who played 16 games were Derrick Henry and Kareem Hunt. So Kareem wow. Hunt who snuck in at number 10. So, wow. uh, you know, it's, you know, everybody else missed at least one game. So, you know, so that, that's the thing that this is, uh, you know, it's still worrisome. And uh, but but the thing is, you know, you've you need the, that running back. You need that running back. I mean, Nico, you had Saquon Barkley. You lost him early and you still you still recovered because you had good good picks down the line uh, and starting it off the 101. And he was and he was the consensus Christian McCaffrey. But he only played three games last season. Dealt with a de- dealt with an ankle, dealt with uh, a shoulder injury, and they basically just you know redshirted him at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things he's age twenty five, so he's still young. Oh yeah. And any any worries about the li- injuries from last year?
1: Well, did he have surgery? No surgery. That's that's all you need to know. You know, that's all yeah. you need to know. Is you know these you know he's healed up nicely. You know, whatever. You know, of course it's football. You get banged up. You know, you're going to get you know tweaks here and dings there and but the fact that he didn't have any surgery just means that all these months he's had to heal up and get better and so i'm sure he's he's got to be back to normal now and you know K- christian mccaffrey at, at full power is just watch out you know just just be ready it's it's uh and, and was we'll, let's see how things go with sam donald right is he got a new quarterback back there and uh but i i think uh He's going to make up for lost time. He's going to do some some big things this year. Yeah, seat one hundred and one. I think that's the right spot for
0: him. You know, and you know, the coach uh, came out today and said that they still expect uh, Christian McCaffrey to have a big load. So, I mean, I yeah. think that just made everybody. Yeah, he's he's back to full power. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, Nico, would you take him number one overall? I don't know. Right now, right now, I'm putting a gun to your head. Pistola a tu cabeza. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes, I would. Yes. Mex- Mexican standoff. <laughs> I hate Mexican standoff. See? <laughs> Quentin
1: Tarantino has a bunch of those in his movies, man.
2: Mexican standoff. Look it
1: up.
0: <laughs> well, the, the interesting thing is, you know, I mean, he, I mean, let's not forget, this is a guy who got uh, you know, 1387 rushing yards. And then got a thousand and five receiving yards on one hundred and sixteen receptions, nineteen total touchdowns. That's two years ago. That is like LT in his Monster. prime type of oh. season. That was just an, a monstro. And yeah. and the thing is. I don't know if he gets back there. I don't know if he's going to get a thousand yards rushing, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got 800. And, and, yeah, and he's would,
1: still going to be a beast, a beast. You know, as long yeah. as he stays healthy, he doesn't get hurt. You know, that's just, you know, the, and
2: didn't he, you know, pass
1: cliche for everybody back as long as he stays healthy, but he, he's going to be a, a monster again. He's, I think he, Chris threw a touchdown too. he
2: threw one, didn't he?
0: Probably. I think he did. Yeah. I think he did. Probably.
2: I think probably. It was, it was not pretty. The jerseys too. I think he did that. And then, uh, he throws the annual party for the for the staff. So yeah, he does everything. Yeah, he's he, d- he, does. he does. Yeah, he
0: throws everything. He throws everything. The interesting thing is, remember Sam Darnold, he loved to throw to Jameson Crowder in the slot. So I wonder if he likes to – he wants to throw those nice underneath passes to Christian McCaffrey and if he's going to be feeding him a lot on those. So – Something to think about. Really I'm sure. I'm about. sure he
1: is. I mean, I mean, if I was Sam Darnold and Christian McCaffrey was on my team, I'd be looking at him uh, all the time. So yeah, for sure.
2: Um, <laughs> you gotta have so- a good quarterback because you don't want to sit there hanging to dry. Pass down the middle is the most dangerous pass. It's it's the worst play because you just hung out to dry. And if your guy's not leading, you- McCaffrey's
1: tough. He's he's got a low center of gravity. He's he will be fine. He can just bounce off those guys, linebackers and whatnot. He'll be he'll be okay.
0: No, I I think if they're smart, they got to throw it, they got to throw it outside and just hey, you know what, get them on the sideline, get out of bounds, save the, save the car crash for another day, save right. it for when we really right. need. get,
1: exactly. get the first
0: down, get out of bounds. So, uh, number two, Dalvin Cook, big surprise. He was the the RB two last year. He's age twenty five. He averaged twenty four fantasy points per game last year. He had fifteen hundred and fifty seven wow. rushing yards, three hundred and twelve attempts. So that's a career high right there. Uh, you know the he was number 2 in rush attempts behind the guy the next guy we're going to talk about mm-hmm. and it's two years in a row where he's been good you know he's kind of uh you know he's missed a couple games here and there but uh again it's it's but n- he didn't have anything that was extensive he had four he had, i think he played 14 games each of the last two years mm-hmm. uh and he's been he's he, been good he's yeah,
1: he's got he's got a reputation right you know he Devin Cook somewhere during the season he's going to get dinged up a little bit and miss a couple mm-hmm. games right that's kind of just that's the Dalvin Cook way. But, you know, like you said, I mean, you know, he's 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 worthy of a number two ranking because, you know, he's on a solid offense. You know, you know, Kirk Cousins is back there. You got Adam Thielen over there. You got Justin Jefferson over there. Their, their offense is wide open. You're going to keep defenses on their toes. And Dalvin Cook is just a monster. He's only 25. So, yeah, yeah. number two yeah. ranking, no problem.
2: He wasn't allowed to go in the second gear a lot of those games. Okay. I remember him only getting
1: best
2: deals on all- 50, 50 points. So let me break it down.
0: You got your new customers. Oh, what is that? <laughs> commercials? I'll, be right, I'll be right there,
2: baby.
0: It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> That's Alexa talking to him. <laughs> it's Alexa. Alexa.
2: Don't so, talk to me right now.
0: <laughs> Alexa, don't
1: talk <laughs> to me right now. That's but, awesome. You know,
0: are there, you know, one of the things that uh, our buen amigo, uh, Dr. Edwin Porras, said that, you know, there is that lingering possibility of injury with him. Uh, the, the, the shoulder coming back, you know, mm-hmm. this is a guy who had an ACL surgery in college. So, you know, there is the possibility that he's, you know, that, that he comes, that, that he has some issue here and there, just because uh, this is the most grueling position to to play. Sure. Does, does that, you know, he's the, you know, between the two of us, we did, you know, he was number two, any concern, any concern. If you, if Chris McCaffrey has gone, anybody, you know, anybody thinking twice,
1: well, I personally, I think, what did I, let's see, what did I, where, Nico, you my ranking, I had Derrick Henry.
0: Oh, I, that's I, right. I ranked
1: Derrick Henry. Number right. two. So I like, I like, I, you know, I like Derrick Henry. I mean, no, no injury issues. He was number one overall in yards last year. So for me, for my money, if if I have the number two pick and I'm looking between, you know, CMCs off the board, obviously. And if I'm, in, if I'm picking number two and I'm seeing Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry on the board, I'm picking up Derrick Henry. And, and, again, like we talked about it, Julio Jones is there now. It changes the dynamic a little bit. There's a, like a little bit of a tweak there in the Titans offense. That thing helps Derrick Henry. Not that he needed any help, but it, I think this helps Derrick Henry a lot because, you know, if, if defenses are now, you know, playing on Julio Jones now and, and, and you know, and, and you know dropping back, you know, you're, now you're – you know, Derrick Henry gets to that that, that second level – and he's, he's, you know, if he gets there, you know, and, and there's not a lot there to stop him, which guys are already scared of tackling Derrick Henry. It's like this unwritten, kind of like no one wants to talk about it. But DBs are like scared seriously to tackle this guy.
0: When so they, yeah. this is, yeah. So I, I would take Derrick yeah, Henry DBs, for DBs are like our size, you know. <laughs> the, you know, yeah, some yeah, those DBs man. are like 190 you know, pounds, 190, yeah, you know, 200 pounds.
1: Yeah, but for a DB, that's pretty solid, right? You know, you're you know, 5'10", 5'11", 190. You know, that's pretty good size for a DB, but not to tackle Derrick Henry. Like, no, man.
0: <laughs> no. Well, speaking of Derrick Henry, he's number three. So yes. one of the things, one of the interesting things about him was he had 1,073 yards after contact. That would have been number five by himself. So he get, he gets hit from that point on, they start measuring the yards. So, I mean, that's just, a, that that's a bad man. That's one of the craziest stats. He's a bad, so, bad, bad man. So the the two things that that are kind of working against him. He had a a 2,000-yard season last year. Fantastic. Increíble.
1: Yeah.
0: No one has ever repeated a 2,000-yard season. Not yet. So not yet. 17-game season, maybe there's that possibility. 17-game
1: season, not yet.
0: And the history of running backs running for 370 carries or more is not good the following season. So uh, the thing is, he's so he was so dominant. We're all going to remember that, and we're not going to see him in preseason. So uh, you know, as long as you don't hear of any any injury, you know, Hector, you put him at number two. Nico, uh-huh. Nico, where, where would you put where would you put him after Christian McCaffrey?
2: You talking about uh, Kirk? Derrick
0: Henry? Derrick, Derrick Henry.
2: Henry. I put I put Henry number two. I yeah. put Saquon number three, and then
0: Cook number four. Ooh. Okay, we're gonna get into no Saquon nice. in a second. We yeah, will get into Saquon yeah. soon enough. But yeah, Derrick
1: Henry number two. I, I I I like Derrick Henry at number two. I agree with Nicole that I, I would definitely I would have him there. I mean, yards after contact, he's blowing guys over. He you know not too many injury issues that that we can speak yeah. of. He had he ran yeah, two thousand yards yeah. last year. Yeah. And the thing, the thing that stands out to me, if, if you watch Derrick Henry run, it just looks effortless. It looks like, you know, because, again, he's not taking punishment. He's giving it. So if this guy's running down the field. He's, like, beating guys up. Yeah, he falls down. But it's not because he got beat up and tackled. It's just because he fell, you know, like somebody grabbed his legs or he lost his balance and he fell. It's not like he's getting beat up and getting, and falling down. He's not getting, you know, manhandled and brought down. If he falls down, it's because you know three. It took three guys to bring him down, so he's not taking a like like when I watch Derrick Henry run, he's not really taking a lot of punishment. You know, he's not getting injured. So you know the stat that you mentioned. You know when when RB has more than 370 carries in a season, and then he carries that into the next season, generally there's like a taper off or regression. I really don't see. I mean, Derrick Henry's like a unicorn. Like I don't really see that stat affecting Derrick Henry because. He really doesn't. If you watch him run, if you watch his games, he's not getting beat up, which I think is that's that's where that's, that stat kind of comes in. It's like our oh, RVs are, you know, they're running, they're getting beat up, and they're, you know, ice bath after the game. I don't see that. You know, I don't see Derrick Henry doing that. I think, you know, after the game, he showers and he puts his shirt on and he drives home. I don't really see him like, oh my God, I got, I'm so hurt today. So I think Derrick Henry is a different kind of animal. And uh, I think that's going to show next year. I think he's going to have a Awesome year. If CMC, if CMC was out, Derek Henry would be my number one
2: overall. So
1: he's going to be great. Yeah. I, all I right.
2: Think well, week seven through ten is when all the injuries are really piled up, and you're scrambling, and you're on your third running back or something like that. But if you have your first running back, you need those wins to make sure you get into the playoffs. So mm-hmm. to have a solid team is great because I mean my. My team was pretty healthy toward the end of the season, and so that's what really kind of put me through because everyone's guys were hurt. You know? Yeah, yeah. Run, run CMC. I hope he comes back in week twelve. Like, you know what? You're done. <laughs>
1: Unless yeah. you pick them, then
0: <laughs> <laughs> you
1: want them all year. Yeah,
0: you know, the, and the other interesting thing about it is the defenses in the the in, in the AFC South. The Jaguars didn't do much to their defense. The Texans definitely didn't do much to their defense, and they're going to see the those Texans teams just... at the end of the season. Yeah, the te- the Texans. I, I don't. I don't know how many. I, I don't know how many guys are. Are, are we, I don't know if anybody's. Any Texans are going to make our top ten list. So. Yeah, that's. And so, and so yeah, I said, it, tough. Fail, 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 fail. So I, I just, I, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. But yeah, I think, I think, and, and I, the thing is. Derrick Henry's a guy I think we're going to want at the end of the season. And that's that to me. That's when a, he blows up
1: the last yeah. couple of years at the end of the season when it's fantasy playoffs. The guy, I think he picks himself on his fantasy team and then he just goes <laughs> off <laughs> in playoffs. I think that's what he does. So, are you guys out there, you know, everyone out there just think about that. I think Derrick Henry's doing that. So, pick Derrick Henry.
0: <laughs> I, I think so. I, He's patting his I own stats. So. And <laughs> I'm just, am I'm just taking a look at, it, at at his late season. You know, he's got. Oh, it's he kills it, it. It it looks it it looks. You know, he's got Houston. Well, he's got Houston in week 18, so that's not good. Actually, it's kind of a tough one. You know, he's he's got uh, week 15, 16. Well, if Houston
1: has no no offense, then the defense is going to be tired because that means the you know the Titans will be on the
0: field a lot by the end of this.
1: By the end of the game, you know the the, the Texans defense will be gassed and. Their cable doesn't run
0: all over them, so the tough the part spot. is, you know, he's got he's going to have a fairly tough defense. He's got that during the pl- fantasy playoffs. He's got Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Miami, and then Houston in Week eighteen, which is, nobody's nobody's playing in those weeks. Where you know, right. where I'll be gra- I'll be playing him in DFS that week. So right, I'll exactly DFS.
1: That. Yes, we will be doing that.
0: so I I, I'm very curious Nico number four is Saquon Barkley and you mentioned that he you had him as your number three uh how much is it the 2018 season is that resonating in your brain more than uh than his torn ACL last year
2: well it's funny when when I look at him I try to I try to I figure he's going to basically mimic what happened before all the good running backs who got hurt all of a sudden had just like a nothing year you know you look what happened over in Dallas or what happened over, you know, in um, in New Orleans. You know, it's kind of like, you know, what is he going to do? You know, he's really, really good. But is he going to be shy? Is he not going to have the offense? You know, right. He's he going to be a, little, a, little, bit, a little, bit, little
1: tentative when he's running. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, and um, he's got a long hit, you know, because I think for him, it's like if I get hurt again and I'm done, you know, he, did, he didn't put enough money on it. I mean, these guys have really got to think how's this going to work? And was it, I don't know if it was the line that really wasn't there for him because I, he got beat up quite a bit. I mean, he, yeah. I mean, he yeah, the
0: line hard. did, the line was not one of the best ones. It was, was on, on the set, on the bottom half of lines last year.
2: Yeah. But he's, a, I mean, he, he's, he can catch and run. He can do it all. So I think he's a good rhythm. I think, I mean, I picked him thinking he's just going to kill it. He just got hurt. I mean, if he would have had a full season, I, I probably would have been very happy with him.
1: So. But this is the second year in a row, right, George? This is the second year in a row now that Saquon's been he caught the injury bug, right?
0: Yeah, the first one with the, with that where he actually had to have surgery. Um, <laughs> but again, our our buen amigo, uh, you know, uh, our compadre uh, Edwin Doctor Porras, uh, he's not worried because he looked at it. He there Good. are things that there are markers that he looks at. When it comes to guys play, coming back from from uh, major injury, like the
1: seriousness and of the injury, and-
0: the seriousness is one, but he also looks at how old they were. He said mm-hmm. if players are are have the injury by age twenty four, they usually come back. They usually have a, a return to health, and they have great athleticism, which means they were picked very high. So that's another that that's another thing that that right. cuz he was what the number 2 pick in the draft. Yeah. And so, you know, and he had great athleticism. So all those things are there for him to come back and and in place for him to come back i mean the, the the thing with him he's got such an incredible upside he could match he's the only guy in this group that i think that can match mccaffrey and have like seven eight hundred yards receiving on top of like 12 13 1400 yards rushing so uh you know it's it's possible and that's what he had. He had thirteen hundred yards and seven hundred thirteen hundred yards hundred yards rushing, seven hundred yards receiving in wow. twenty eighteen his rookie wow. year. So almost that's huge. Age. That's huge. So yeah. let's get into the Mr. Christmas. Oh, Alvin man. Camara. Alvin Camara uh and and again i'm still todavía means nalgas duelen from uh <laughs> from the beat down that that the team i was in a championship were uh, going up against him and it was him and the Diggs six, the 60 so game is that, is that the 60 game on christmas day i didn't even i was at my mom's house didn't even want to watch it i don't even think i ever i think that's one of the few games i never even watched a replay of or highlights because i just i couldn't yeah. i couldn't so like
2: fantasy i mean if you did the uh DraftKings, you can just have him about just that one. I just picked that one player. And probably
0: was yep, straight, you know? yep. Yeah, spent up on him. Even yeah, even if even if everybody else was like you know no shows, you 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 got something on him. You mm-hmm. know the the interesting thing with him is he's been able to be a guy you know kind of like a new age back. You know even when you had like a Marshall Falk or a Ladanian Tomlinson backs that caught a lot of passes, they ran a lot too. Alvin Kamara has never run more than 194 yard, 194 carries in a season, but he's always get he's always gotten between 81 and 83 receptions mm-hmm. a, each of his four seasons. The interesting thing though, he's he, he only got six targets in three games that Taysom Hill was the quarterback, and there's still an open competition. You know, is he anybody worried? You know, considering there's a quarterback competition, anybody worried that? you know, maybe he's not going to be as much of a threat in the passing game.
1: Well, my, my, here's my thought. I think once, you know, once a guy puts up a six touchdown game, you know, you can no longer ignore that. <laughs> I don't care if you're Taysom Hill or, you know, you're Jameis Winston, I don't care who you are. You know, if you have a guy in your team, you know, like I said earlier, it's, you know, if Sam, if I'm Sam Darnold and CMC's on my team, I'm going to that guy. You know, if I'm, you know, Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. Alvin Kamara is a guy on my team that had a six-touchdown game. I'm looking for him for sure. The guy can score six touchdowns in a game. I'm going to find him because he's going to score me another touchdown. So, yeah, I'm going to look for Alvin Kamara. So whatever happened before that, I think having six TDs in a game, I think, completely changed – should change the, the thought processes of Taysom Hill for sure. If he's if he hasn't leaned on Kamara in the past, that, that game I think should have at least – Sticked on a switch in him to say, I think maybe I should lean on this guy a little bit more. So I think it will. I mean, that's crazy to not, you know, if you're Taysom Hill and you're not utilizing Alvin Kamara, like, you know, put in James Winston.
0: <laughs> I, I The thing with the, the I, I love Kamara, I think I think the thing is they're going to have an even if Taysom Hill is the quarterback, which I'm I'm on I'm going on the record that I think it's going to be James Winston. Me too. So I think if it's I think if it's Taysom, let's let, let you know I, I think they're going to figure out a way to get Kamara involved. And Kamara is just too good. He's making a lot of money. So if you're making a lot of money, they want to see the investment getting the ball. Well, yeah, but so, he's making
1: a lot of money for a reason. Is because he's already proven he's that he's good.
0: Won. He's already he's a, it's not
1: like oh wow, they gave me a lot of money. I, I I better show them what I can do. No, I've already shown them what I can do. Just keep the ball coming to me and I'll show you more. Of what I can do, so yeah, I just give them the rock, man. He's well, gonna kill it. Well, one they guy we got the.
2: Fed, feed me. Is that what? It
0: is? That's right. Feed me. Feed me. Right. Feed me. Feed beast. Give me the baby. <laughs> right. I want to eat the baby. <laughs> right. uh, hopefully, Austin Power fans. Mexicans yes. do like Austin Powers and Star yes. Wars. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, so, Talking about that super trade, I could see Aaron Rodgers going to New Orleans and doing a super trade. Did what? You see that? Yeah, I don't see uh, Kamara leaving though. No. Kamara's not going to leave in New Orleans, no way. You got two quarterbacks. You got two quarterbacks to trade over there, and
0: um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, that'd, Aaron be is the MVP, that'd be fun.
1: Uh, I don't know. That'd be that's, fun. I don't
0: see. I don't know if they have enough salary cap space to, to uh, afford uh The, Aaron money, side. the money side. Siempre el dinero. Siempre el Could you dinero.
2: Yeah. Right? And say, "I'll take less for more." Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't see Aaron Rodgers taking less. Nobody takes less. Yeah. He, he, he's yeah, Tom Brady. <laughs> they, they already Gosh. offered him they already offered him more. So you know it's not it's not just money, but he's not gonna take less. So uh vamos a ver, vamos a ver. Well, let's get aver, through aver. Jonathan Let's get to Jonathan Taylor. Hector, you had him number four on your list. Uh, uh yeah, late season, I, I, a late season run, huh?
1: I love me some Jonathan Taylor. Um the fact that Carson Wentz is there, and we've we've talked about this before. Um I, I just like I think Carson, Carson and again, Carson Wentz has been reunited with his old offensive coordinator, right? back from Philly.
0: Yes. He I is. have that right. Frank Reich was his, his old OC. Right. So now,
1: yeah. So Frank Reich is now his head coach, but he was his, 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 his offensive coordinator in Philly, right? Correcto. So oh, yeah. exactly. So, you know, you know, Carson Wentz now, Frank Reich there, Jonathan Taylor, the Jonathan Taylor was a beast last year. I mean, I wish I had him on my team because man, that guy just blew the hell up. And um, Carson Wentz, I think he's going to have a resurgence. I think he's going to come back to, you know, those old Philly days. You know, I, I think people have counted him out. You know, recently, and I think that's uh, a little bit uh, premature. I think Carson Wentz still has a lot of years left in him. He's only, you know, what, 26, 27 years old, whatever. He's, he's not. He's not old for sure. So I think Carson Wentz is going to have. Be, twenty. 20 right? I think
0: he's going to be twenty eight this year.
1: Yeah. So he's he's not he's not an old man. He, you know, he definitely has it in him. You know, he's had a few years to recover from his you know crazy surgeries that he's had. I think with Frank Reich there, he's gonna he's gonna right the ship. Carson Wentz will have a good year, and with Jonathan Taylor back there, I think this just that just opens things up for for Jonathan Taylor big time. You know, the Colts have some nice receivers there. There's there's a you know that's gonna open up the offense even more for Carson Wentz, even more for Jonathan Taylor. So I look for Jonathan Taylor to just have another monster year. He was awesome last year, and I, yeah, I like him at, at, at my high ranking of what I put him at number four. You
0: got
2: him at number, number four. four. Huh? I, I, had him I, in, I
1: yeah, I like him up
0: there man. I think he's yeah, going to be I awesome had, this year. I had him uh number 6 I believe and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I really you know I, I I think he's got the upside to go for 2000 yards on in, in this offense. Yeah. He's got a great offensive yeah. line. They're, mm-hmm. they're they're not going to be able to crowd the box because the quarterback's going to be throwing deep. Carson and a pretty Hanks good to defense, low. too, right? Pretty good and defense. They got a good defense. So I, I look at. They'll be winning points. and, you know,
1: just run the ball at the end of the game, you know, garbage time. Just mm-hmm. run the clock out, give the ball to Taylor, and he busts one here and there, you know, 50 yards here, 60 yards there, touchdown here, touchdown there. Well, it's kind
0: well, of one.
2: They used Hines quite a bit, too, toward the end.
0: Muy cierto. When
2: they needed to get the yards, like, we need that three yards. They would use Hines. Like, okay, they're using him more, mm-hmm. so they kind of started to run back by committee for a little
1: bit. Yeah, but Taylor's the cow for sure. He's the cow. He's that he's going to get the brunt and he's in a, I think at the, that, that offensive that offense is his for the most part.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Taylor Taylor Taylor's the guy, but Hines is definitely going to be involved in the passing game. And that, no, that's for what, sure. that's, that's what Zach Kiefer from the athletic uh, who's the Colts beat writer. He told me this uh, just yesterday when when we did our interview yeah yeah that he expects him to be the uh he expects Hines to still be getting some uh, some targets and even Marlon Max still getting some uh some some play you know maybe mm-hmm. some carries this is a guy who missed the whole season with an Achilles injury so right, right, we'll see. So the next one, and it's too bad Ricky's not here. Austin Eckler <laughs> and the Compas on the beat, they like him, but they but there's one thing that they've talked about, and they even interviewed uh Austin Eckler. He knows he's not the, the lead caballo he's not the caballo de batalla, he's not the guy who's gonna be running it 250 times, he's gonna right. run it like 150 to 175 times and but get to like, catch, he's gonna catch a lot of balls. And I mean, he could be. And and the thing is, the offensive coordinator came from the Saints. So we could be <laughs> Alvin looking at like Alvin Mirror. Yes. Oh yeah, they're, they're going to bar-
1: mirror that for sure.
0: They've talked a lot about Six about, about using that word. in
1: a game for Eckler. Yeah.
0: And he's never, yeah. Well, let's hope, let's hope. But he's <laughs> never had, uh, he's never had more than 132 rush attempts. He's twenty-six. He's still, you know, he missed six games last year with a hamstring, and it looks like he and he, and even still, he said he wasn't full strength when he came back. So, mm-hmm. I look at Eckler, and I'm like, I, I, I still like the possibility, but you know, but I'm looking at him to be an, a Kamara type. I'm not. Sure. I'm not looking looking at him to be the guy who's going to be running like crazy. Like, no, like, no, not at like all. Crazy. And
1: he's not. He's not built for that
0: either. You know. Yeah.
1: You know, Eckler is not built to be a you know a, a bowling ball you know type of runner like you know, like Derrick Henry. Not not at all. You know, he's yeah. he's more finesse. You know, he can catch the ball. He can run when he needs to run. But he's quick. He can make quick cuts, and he's fast. So yeah, he's going to definitely be an Alvin Kamara type. And you know, yeah, if the, if the Saints OC. Coming over and uh, and doing things now for the Chargers, yeah, yeah. Is, you know this actually will be Kamara two and yeah, I can see big big so things fun. coming.
0: That'd be especially so with cool. Herbert
1: too. You know, like a, Drew, like a Drew Brees type of offense. Forget about it.
0: That'd be
2: forget so fun. It.
0: That
1: would
2: be yeah, so I, fun. The thing, the thing I notice is all these guys are, are young. Yeah, I think twenty six, the top age on these top ten. You know, and uh, uh, Henry
0: uh, Henry is going to be twenty seven. Henry's yeah. going to be twenty seven. I mean, but everybody, nobody, nobody below that.
2: Yeah.
0: Nobody above that. I'm sorry. But he's yeah. huge. So it's okay
1: to be 27.
0: <laughs> and he didn't get a lot of usage. And, you know, and here's a guy, uh, number eight. Oh, man. Number eight, we had, we have Ezekiel Jeez. Elliott, age age Still 26. 26? And he was numbered. Oh, here's an interesting fact I saw today Todd Gurley is younger than Derrick Henry what yes 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 he's a year younger than Derek and is, it, and is it isn't Todd Gurley like I think I read somewhere Todd Gurley is
1: like he had a workout with somebody and he, he didn't the Ravens he didn't cut a deal the Ravens well, he, that's right with Baltimore he's that's with right. the
0: Ravens and he was he visited the Ravens he also visited the Lions so uh you know who knows what's going to happen there I mean I he might I be in the my, league man that's crazy some guys get retired by the game uh Man. but the next guy is another guy who got paid but he's still getting paid ezekiel elliott now last year was a tough year for him he got covid during the off season and then all of a sudden you know he was the guy i you guys know i picked him number two in our family league yeah, so did. i picked him over other guys and even though he played he was he he just wasn't himself you know when the offensive line got dinged up uh, you know, and, and Dak Prescott had suffered that got devastating – Yeah, he, yeah <laughs> to say the least. To say mildly. <laughs> you know, this is – he was the RB4 at that point during those weeks. And so, you know, during the first four weeks of the season. So he's still he, he's still got it if Prescott's there. Prescott's supposed to be there this year. The O-line should be healthier this year. Could they be fine? Uh, you know, it, it, everything. You know, we got the – he looks like he's in the best shape of his life from Dak Prescott. Jack Prescott saying that about Zeke, so good. Good. Uh, but I, you know I you hear that all the time. That's politics. I, They're supposed to say that. <laughs> I look at I look at this and it's like, and, and Zeke could be an exciting. Uh, he could be a guy that you get if he lasts into the late first round or early second round. He's a guy that could could have one more good season left, <laughs> in him. one or two two more good seasons left in him. At least I know the Cowboys expect that. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know anybody think. You know, uh, Hector, where'd you, let's see, where'd you have him? You had him number nine. So right, right there. I had him in number yes. seven. So I'm a little I, bit I,
1: hesitant. I'm hesitant, man. I mean, I mean, Ricky being our resident, you know, nurse, you know, said that, you know, with COVID, there could be some heart issues. And again, it, it is appeared that Zeke was just out of sorts last year. He just wasn't himself. And in my mind, there may be a correlation there. And, you know, even though Dak, again, as he's supposed to say, Wow, this guy looks like he's a rookie. He's in the best shape of his life. Wow. He's supposed to say that. So that doesn't really mean anything to, to anyone. Um, the reality is like what what really, you know, what is the reality, you know, with 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 Zeke? And how, you know, did COVID really affect him? And it was his subpar season last year really a result of COVID? And is that gonna carry over now into this year? And so, you know, you know, Dak coming back from you know, big injury, there's some question marks there. Um, you know, so that's why I, I, I rank Zeke a little bit lower because I'm still, I, I'm a little hesitant. I, I, you know, I definitely pick some other guys ahead of him. You know, I have Eckler, I have Chubb ahead of him, Saquon, Alvin Kamara ahead of him. So those are just guys I have a little bit more trust in just because, you know, with COVID just, we've never seen it before, you know, so, you know, who knows if there's a spillover carryover type of thing with people who've had it. So I, I'm like, like I said, I'm just, kind of tempering my expectation with Zeke and that's why I ranked him a little bit lower. So I'm, I just, I'll take a wait and see approach. I don't know if I want to you know, take a, take a, a risk on him at, a, at, a, at, that pick. I'll wait a little bit. If he's available, if he's available there to me at number nine, yeah, I would,
2: I would scoop him up there. But before that, I have some other guys that
0: I have in mind. Las Vegas, any final word?
2: No, I just, you know, with that subsidized, um, uh, unemployment he might not want
1: to come back to work so i'm just so <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna a paycheck from chunky soup still right so that's <laughs> exactly <laughs>
2: ay
0: Dios mio ay Dios mio this is why i love you guys sopa another kind of soup combo soup <laughs> so uh our next guy is kind of interesting cam akers He's number nine. He's number nine on our list. Uh, both both of us actually had him lower than that. I have him number eleven. Hector, yet I'm number ten. But we had, okay. had such a disparity on other guys. So he had such an incredible closing kick. And uh, but I, I look at the fact that uh, you know Kevin, the the conversation with Kevin Modesti, the beat writer for the Rams, he pointed out that you know that Daryl Henderson was that that the Rams do want that lead back, that number one back. Mm-hmm. But Daryl Henderson still could get some play in there, mm-hmm. so that is, you know that that one that that one gives me pause to to want to grab. At this point, I may be looking at grabbing a receiver and letting somebody else get Cam Akers.
1: Hmm.
0: So that that's that's the thing I'm thinking about the draft or grabbing a Travis Kelsey, who's such a star. right,
1: right, yes.
0: Such a so, stud. But he was so great at the end, and I'm a Ram fan, but I am massive. Yeah, but again,
1: now we're starting to get into, you know, later in the first round, and now if it's running back by committee, and if Henderson's going to, you know, take a, take a bite out of his carries, then yeah, you're going to have re- reason to be a little bit hesitant there for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean he's a guy he averaged 85 85 rushing yards in the last at the end of the season uh the last four, his last four games and he was dominant in the playoffs he was he was really good in the playoffs uh and yes but the other thing is you know if he comes if he comes in is he also a factor in the receiving game? So could could that be happening? And that's that that's very interesting. And you well, know, well, how Mc...
1: Stafford. I mean, is Stafford known to be to be throwing the running backs, or is that you know is he? Throw, you know, yeah,
0: he th- he th- he throws it. He, you know, he doesn't throw it as much like a, a Phillip Rivers or somebody like that, right, or Drew Brees, right. but. You don't know, remember that game last year. He threw it to DeAndre Swift to win the game. Uh, <laughs> he and he you know, dropped it in the end zone. Dropped it in the end zone.
1: I still remember that. That's that me. Because my, my brother Vic is a diehard. Yep. Teacher. He's like, yes. And he's like, no. Oh, it was horrible. Uh, that was horrible.
0: Yeah. So the next one is named after a primo, uh Nick Nico. Chubb. Not, not the Chubb. Chubb part, Primo, the, the Nick <laughs> I'll take it off.
2: I'll take it off. You, know? you take it all. <laughs> We're just going to start Nick
0: Chubb for that one. <laughs> yeah. been, so been,
1: Nick I Chubb. was Nico, Nico Fatso, so I'll
2: just go Nick Chubb. That's Nick, Nick oh,
0: Chubb. <laughs> so I look at, I, I look at him, uh, you know, I, I didn't have him very highly rated just because I know he's not much much in the passing game and and – uh, hector you had him high you had him number seven mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. i had him number 15 just because other gu- i just had other guys that i was i ranked just a little bit ahead of him uh, yeah. just a little bit but uh i there's a lot to like with him he's got a great mm-hmm. line uh he did miss some time but he's still only age 25 no surgery happened right uh, exactly. You know exactly. oh Nico you got uh your 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 Tokayo. You, anything you feeling good about him
2: you know, it's with him and Hunt there because Hunt could blow up and be like the best there, you know, and you got them both there and, and it's a lot like New Orleans when you had Kamara, you know, out there. and
0: um, Yeah, you so, had Hunt. You had Hunt kind of filling the Kamara.
2: Yeah, so you basically have mm-hmm. you know, t- two good running backs. And to tell you, I don't know why they didn't kill it because it's like these guys, but they did. There were some games, remember, they were just, you know, ham and egging it back and forth. So, you know, you get Chubb to go out there. You know, you 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 got hunt and then a, so you can go back and forth and you can pass it. They got a quarterback that can pass. You know, I love seeing the Browns in the
1: in the playoffs. So, um. I mean they have a great O line. I mean that's the thing that I look at, yeah. you know, with, with, for Nick Chubb, they have a, one. Uh, a you know top notch O line. You know, rank number one by way pro football focus.
0: Yep, number one. Yeah. So number rank one. number
1: one. So any anytime you know, you gotta be salivating. If, if you're you know, if you're if you're talking strategy with how you're drafting and you you know you want to run it back, you know, with a with a Top offensive line. You want a quarterback with the top offensive line. This, you know, this this is good for Baker Mayfield. You know, if you're looking at quarterbacks, if if Baker Mayfield has you know the number one ranked offensive line, then yeah, you're you're definitely you know keeping an eye on Baker as, as your as your QB because that means they're going to be sitting back there like Tom Brady was in the Super Bowl, just kind of camping out, you know, and just you know just you know playing pitch and catch, you know. So this bodes well for the Cleveland offense. So uh, you know, I, I that's why I I, I put Nick Chubb. A little bit higher because I think, you know, anytime you have a solid line, that's going to open up some alleys for him. And if Nick Chubb has alleys, he will run through them for sure and get some big yards.
2: Yeah. And they did a special about college football and how it kind of progressed, you know, the West, West Coast offense and everything. But back in the day, all the cold universities, they couldn't throw. So they ran all the time. And these guys are mm-hmm. in Cleveland. So they're going to be at home half the time. So they're going to run a lot because they won't be able to throw, even though mm-hmm. you can throw in any weather. But when it's cold, you're going to run. When it's rain, snow. That's good you're point.
0: Yeah, a he's point. a guy, and he's a which which means he's a guy you want late in the season. You know, yeah, there were those crazy weather games that they had in Cleveland. Yeah, so all, second been, half yeah. of the season. So yeah. you know that, and and he, and Chubb still played well in those games because they decided to run the ball. So mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that's another thing to keep in mind. I mean, we'll we'll definitely be breaking down their schedule, doing more. You know, I'm uh, I'll be hitting up a, a Cleveland Browns beat writer in the in the weeks ahead to get, awesome. get them, keep us going on that one. So yeah, uh, primos, esto all for our show, our live stream. For our yeah. Uh, Special thanks to Anchor and to YouTube for putting our our podcast out into the Familia community. Please make sure to subscribe wherever you get YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure you're following our original content at FamiliaFFB.com and that you're also checking out our Twitter. Uh, You can find me at JorgeMartin17. Our Twitter is at FamiliaFFB. Hector? What the heck? Two Ts? Uh, Ricky is at Ricky Torres TD, TV. Sorry, Ricky Torres TV. Nico is going to get Twitter one of these days and, and and not be in the Stone Age. i and just make sure Las Vegas. The, king, the kings of the Stone Age.
2: There go you happen. go. You know, we'll Nico
0: Las Vegas. Vegas. Nico Las Vegas. Uh, oh, man. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Uh, everybody, gracias, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember, todos somos familia. That's right. ¡Adiós, amigos! ¡Salud! ¡Salud!